Hello and welcome to episode 6 of Gotted. interesting guest here today on Gutted. Emma Gould is going to be with us. Uh, she has a degree in human biology and psychology and a diploma in nutritional therapy with the College of Naturopathic Medicine. And Emma also has psoriasis. So Emma's psoriasis started to develop when uh, she had her first child at the age of 31. And then three years later, after her second child uh, and a very stressful house move, her skin was out of control and she was around 50% covered. She was exhausted, stressed, eating bad food and felt like she'd kind of lost all connection with herself. And she, like many others I've interviewed for Gutted, uh, went down the conventional uh, medical route first and she's going to share a little bit about her experience there. Um, But something just kind of didn't didn't sit well with her. She was like applying steroid creams daily to kind of quieten down the symptoms without really getting to the kind of root cause of the problem. So like me and others that we've chatted to recently, she started to research natural therapies to help her body get back into balance and, guess what, <laughs> she came across John Pagano's book, the wonderful Dr John Pagano, the healing psoriasis book and um, that was her starting point and she followed the book to a T for four months and by the end of that time she had completely cleared her skin, she was 100% clear. The added bonus was the energy that she had. Um, she was running like 5-10Ks regularly. She was sleeping really well, bouncing out of bed each morning and she just realised how much power there was in nutrition and, and that's what kind of inspired her to do her diploma in nutritional therapy and become a nutritional therapist. So we're delighted, delighted to have her on Gutted today and, um, and, and, and get, get her to share her story. So I first heard about Emma um, when the Psoriasis Association in the UK shared her story um, on their website and social media channels and photos of Emma's skin, kind of the progress she made. I'm really excited to have her here today on Gutted. Uh, so thank you, Emma, so much for joining us. Thank you. Um, so we'll just we'll just kick straight off. And if you're happy to just kind of tell us a little bit about your story and, and your experience, you know, with psoriasis, like how long um, did you have it and kind of how severe was it and uh, how did it kind of impact your, your day-to-day life? So I think it first started in my scalp, probably when I was doing my A-levels, about 16, 17 years of age. But at the time, I never even really thought it was psoriasis, to be honest. It was a little bit itchy. Um, I just thought it was dandruff and I just used head and shoulders and just kind of carried on with life and it was never really a problem back then. And it just kind of came and went in my scalp throughout my 20s. And then, but when I gave birth to my first daughter, so when I was about 30, just kind of all the stress that went with that, the sleepless nights, just the complete change in lifestyle. Um, That's when I first got two patches on each of my elbows. And I guess did what a lot of people do, went to the GP um, and got the steroids, topical mm. treatment, which I started using. 
and that kind of managed it really for about the next two or yeah. three years and then I got pregnant with my second child and I actually mm-hmm. at this point went to go and see a dermatologist on Harley Street just to try and see if he had any ideas for natural solutions because I didn't want to use the steroid cream when I was pregnant and yeah. it was just amazing looking back because he had absolutely no idea about diet and lifestyle intervention he did mention I could use um, oats which is a bonus I guess so <laughs> kind of the Aveeno cream on the oh, skin yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and oat baths which were quite nice so I kind of did that but I had quite a bad flare-up when I was pregnant with my second child mm. um, I think it can go either way of psoriasis some people actually yeah. clear, up, clear up when they're pregnant um, yeah I've heard that people have completely cleared through pregnancy it's interesting yeah but then sometimes when they have the baby it comes back even worse than yeah. before no but I was kind of the other way so it, it was quite bad when I was pregnant and then after I'd had my second child we decided we were going to move house when he was about four months old, which obviously is quite stressful as well. But then the house Oof. move fell through. So, and it was just Oof. this kind of build up of a massive stressful event. And that's when it got really bad then. I was probably about 40 to 50% covered. It was on the tops of my thighs as well. Um, my knees, my forearms were really bad, mm-hmm. still on the scalp. And then it was starting to come on my torso as well. Gosh. And can you talk a little bit about, like, obviously it has a huge physical impact, but I mean, having that kind of extensive coverage, it it has a huge impact on all aspects of your life, doesn't it? I think it's so easy just to turn against yourself and just to kind of just to Mm. hate your own body. And I I just remember looking in the mirror and just feeling kind of repulsed by what I was seeing. Mm. Also, I was just so I felt so kind of out of control at that time in my life because I was just so Mm. tired from the children and when you're tired, you just crave kind of carbs and sugar and caffeine. Yep. And I was having that to kind of get through the days without really knowing that all of that was just kind of adding fuel to the fire and, and just kind of caught up in this vicious cycle, really. So, yeah, it's when we actually, the house move actually completed um, and we've got a bit more settled. And I've been to the doctor again. They prescribed light therapy at this time. It was too hard to fit in with, with my life and the children. Mm. So I didn't actually ever go through with that. But it was just more and more steroid cream and my skin was getting used to it. So I was needing more to get the same effects. And that's when I first started to research natural methods of healing. Mm -hmm. I think I used to go on on the forums and somebody had mentioned um, natural healing. So I started to look into it. Great. And you found, um, I've interviewed a few people recently and everyone's kind of talked about like, uh, Pagano's book like Dr John Pagano's book Healing Psoriasis so was that your kind of first like from the forums was that your kind of first introduction to diet and lifestyle intervention? Yes it never even really crossed my mind before um, and I was just on one of the forums and somebody had recommended it and when I saw the reviews on Amazon it was just amazing people were just raving about this book so much and yeah, it just felt like the right thing to do at, at that time in my life. See that that book's had like a, a massive impact on so many people. Yeah. Um, like I mean, basically the last kind of three or four people I've interviewed, that's that's kind of been their first their starting yeah. point with diet and lifestyle. And it's it's such a shame because he's no longer with us. Mm. Um, like I tried I tried to get in touch with him a few years ago, and he's he's uh, sadly no longer around. And I just feel mm. like it's such a shame because. He probably has no idea about the massive impact yeah. that he's, he's still now having, you know. It was incredible. And even, so I looked earlier and it was published in the year 2000, which I guess is almost 20 years ago now. But even back then, the 
theory of leaky gut was just kind of completely woo-woo, like completely out there. Totally pseudoscience. And it's interesting now, I don't know if you've seen, but like on PubMed, um, I've done some searches recently on like leaky gut and gut permeability and like the the, the numbers of research papers that are coming out about it now are, are huge. Yeah, there's um, so much now. I think yeah, it's almost, it's, there's such a link between psoriasis and leaky gut, it's, it's almost just a given that um, yeah. psoriasis sufferers have intestinal permeability, which is the scientific name for leaky gut. Um, yeah. and it's great that science is catching up now, finally, as well. And I know, it's fab. But I think it, um, it's interesting because it kind of raises a lot of questions around like science. And I'm really passionate, I think you are too, about like science and evidence-based. And um, But when you, you kind of delve into research and you start researching the research, it's, it's tricky because y- you look at that, at books that were written 20 years ago and all the great information that's in there that are kind of um, disregarded as pseudoscience. Mm. Um, and, and now another thing that I'm really passionate about is like patient experience. So I just think that's why I love talking to other people who've had psoriasis and sharing their mm. experience, their stories, because I just think, you know, it's it's lived experience. And I yeah. just think that that it's really important and it's really powerful. And, and I do think research is fantastic and important. Yeah. But, um, but and that's sometimes... the great thing about... Um the kind of the internet and social media now because yeah, people absolutely. who do have natural healing can finally come together as I guess before you really? couldn't really find it, we're just so scattered around the world maybe. yeah more isolated and I think people being able to share their experience and their stories now online and uh, through things like this like podcasts and conversations and forums and um, Mm. I think it's just really powerful and it's so up to date because it's people's lived experience like right here Mm. right now Um, and research is you know it's expensive and sometimes it's not particularly systematic and so there can be lots of weight on one area of research and not a lot of weight on the other which is probably what we've seen with skin conditions and diet and lifestyle intervention so things like that make research quite challenging I think what's great now is is like you say the research is kind of catching up um, with some of the stuff that I guess Pagano had tested and tried Mm. and and got really good results with you know on a smaller scale I think um, with the research, funding is a really large problem as well. And it's for things like diet and lifestyle interventions. Nobody's really making any money out of the fact that meditation helps psoriasis or the fact that if we drink more water, we can help our skin. And sadly, it's just that Mm. it does come down to money a lot of the time. Um, yeah and I think I think to do robust research is just it, there's a huge cost to that as well so not mm. only is, is it not great financial benefit um to, for someone to invest in that research uh, like there would be with a product or you know a, a, like a medicinal um product as such it's mm. just really hard to get that kind of funding yeah. um to to actually do the proper research and I think that's where it's falling down and for mm. years I remember this um, but you know, everyone I spoke to within the medical profession would say there's no research or um, there's no evidence for diet mm. and lifestyle intervention. But mm. actually, there was no research <laughs> or very, very little. So it's also yeah. just really hard to do research on people, like human beings, because firstly, we're all so mm. different. There's no one size fits yeah. all. It's our genetics. Even if we were to test on a group of people, it's really important that everyone's genes kind of similar as well just for the way that we 
genes can affect the way that your liver detoxes or methylation or even if you have the gene that um, is linked to psoriasis. Um, But also you just you can't lock people away and feed them specific (laughs) foods. It's kind of comes down to it as well. That's it. I know. And especially with diet and, and, and lifestyle, there's a lot of variables in there. But I think what's interesting is with, with Pagano's book, you know, a lot of people have followed that same or similar kind of protocol and mm. seen big improvements in their skin. So yes. um, I think that's, that is really positive. So in terms of the kind of conventional medication you tried then, so it was mainly steroid creams, was there anything else? Like, did you try any, like, stronger medication or...? No, it was literally um, just a steroid cream. I think when I was having my really bad flare, they'd suggested the light therapy, and then I think probably the next step would have been some kind of um, biologicals, Um, but I didn't go down Mm. that route. No, I mean, light therapy, I had um, a couple of treatments of light therapy and it is quite effective, um, but it's, again, it's short-term remission um, Mm. and it takes quite a long time to clear. So it's like you're saying, trying to fit it into your your lifestyle, it's like um, going for treatments that are really short sessions, you know, a few minutes long, (laughs) over a long period of time, like two or three months, your your skin's clear for like a month after or something. So it's not really um, addressing the root cause. It's, it's I guess it's another exactly. way of kind of just addressing the symptom rather than getting to the root cause. Yeah, definitely. So you heard about Pagano's book and what, what kind of inspired you uh, to try diet and lifestyle intervention and kind of pick up a copy of the book? Um, so I come from quite a holistic background. My grandmother was a homeopath. So we were always oh. brought up with that holistic kind of um, overview to health. And I feel like throughout my life, I'd always want to know the reasons behind anything that I was suffering. So if I had a headache, I'd always ask myself, why have I got a headache? Have I not drunk enough water or, you know, do I need some yeah. caffeine or too much caffeine? So I guess that was always my way of thinking, um, mm-hmm. kind of at, at the background, but I'd never really, I'd kind of lost my way a bit, I guess. But when I came across the Pagano book, then it, it kind of all fell into place again. Yeah, just trying to get to the root cause of why anything is there, really, rather than suppressing the symptoms. Yeah, definitely. So can you talk a little bit about the approach that you took and what kind of things you adopted in terms of diet? So I think my personality is that I like to follow the rules. So I literally had this book and I believed that it was going to work for me and I just followed it kind of precisely and I was I guess I'm quite strong-willed and almost a bit stubborn and I just I wasn't going to stray at all. Um, wow good for you. And I, and I didn't stray for the whole of the four and a half months it was um, so I didn't have any alcohol, didn't have any sugar. So I basically followed his book precisely although with a few as time went by I started to make my own adaptations. Um, yeah. So I think he still recommends kind of gluten and bread in the book but I'd I'd realized mm. that I was quite sensitive to gluten so I cut yeah. that out as well so basically I was having I massively increased my vegetable and salad and fruits intake for breakfast I'd have eggs with maybe some spinach and avocado radishes oh, and then I, I brought a Nutribullet and I used to take to work a big kind of green smoothie that I'd have every day at 11 and I think that's mm. another important point because a lot of people see it as a diet, which is 
in kind of in modern terms we think of that as cutting down as depriving ourselves of things but it's yeah. really about adding as much nutrients and vegetables as you can and fiber mm. which I'll talk about a bit later so mm-hmm. it was so every day at 11 o'clock I'd have my green smoothie which was kale spinach celery ginger and some spirulina mm-hmm. people at work would think that was a meal replacement and I, I was just like no this is in addition to my lunch because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's kind of an extra two to three portions a day just from that smoothie which is great And then lunch, I'd have a big old salad, again, like a big, not kind of a Weight Watchers salad, but a massive Mm. salad with extra virgin Mm. olive oil and apple cider vinegar. Um, Mm. Oily fish is really important, um, or turkey, um, I think Pagani recommends. And then dinner, just kind of meat or fish again with vegetables. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that my appetite decreased, actually. I wasn't getting the same hunger cravings, which I think was linked to sugar. Mm-hmm. wasn't really craving anything I was just really satisfied yeah everything. maybe like more balanced kind of insulin levels eh, if you're um yeah. not having the same kind of um short burst yeah and eating big three big meals so I didn't really feel the need um to have any snacks in between yeah and I just found that I was eating a bit more mindfully as well rather than just kind of shoveling food down my throat I was I really felt like every mouthful was nourishing me um mm-hmm. and healing my body and at the same time, I think I'd found some research um, by a guy called John Kabat-Zinn, if, if you know him. Um, no, I've not heard of him. Uh, he's um, a psychologist. And he'd actually mm-hmm. done some research, it was a while ago now, on people who had psoriasis and really? who, were having, who were having light therapy. And he split the group in half and half of them had light therapy and half of them had light therapy whilst listening to his meditation. And the ones who had the meditation as well healed four times faster than the ones that didn't, which I found incredible. So he's actually got an app that I had on my phone. So I was listening to his, doing his meditation as well during that big, okay. kind of my big healing, which was about four and a half months. Um, wow. And were there any other like um, forums or groups or, or anything that you kind of joined or helped to support you? Because it can be quite a challenging thing to do on your own and it's different for everybody but I just wondered if there was anything that you um, found was quite supportive in terms of like helping your approach yeah so um Facebook group psoriasis healing warriors I was oh, yeah. on which was just amazing there's thousands of people in there and kind of all like-minded um mm. also the inspire website which I think I mentioned for the forums yeah I also found just randomly um a lady's blog um, and it was a very she'd kind of photo journaled her own natural healing she had a little patch on her foot and I referred mm. to this so many times just and she explained what she'd eaten and how she was feeling and then took a photo and it was almost a daily basis and it was about the three month mark as well that it took her and I just found that really mm. useful as a kind of reference point. That seems to be quite common with people that they seem to see changes after kind of three months um but I don't know what your experience was like often people's skin can kind of wax and wane or get a lot worse so I don't I don't know if you remember in Pagano's book the photography that he had where um Mm. you know people's uh, some of the people that had tried the kind of um protocol their skin it kind of showed them at the beginning and then kind of in the middle almost where it flared And then at the end, um, so that seems to be quite common. Did you experience mm. that or did yours kind of gradually? No, definitely. I, I saw that as well. And it was 
it's just such a hard time like if anyone it's thinks so it's tough. easy it's it's really not the easy route it's just I was eating just really the bare minimum and it's almost felt like I was depriving myself of you know alcohol and sugar and these kind of fun things that we're mm-hmm. trained to think are treats for ourselves and mm-hmm. still I was eating all this you know eating so healthily and doing my meditation and actually feeling good on the inside but it was my skin just got worse and worse and it's yeah, it's so demotivating I, isn't it yeah <laughs> I felt like I almost reached the brink and um almost just gave up and went to the doctor but that's kind of it's almost like a le- kind of learn stuff about yourself and that's when you have to dig deeper and just yeah carry on and just know just believe I think you know some of it is actually the belief power of belief of the mind as well definitely um and I think it that that period of time can be so demotivating for people and I've seen it like you know in the forums try Cecilia warriors and people that have got in touch um that when you're putting you're all into it you're giving it everything in terms of like diet and approach and like you're saying meditation the lot and your skin's getting worse mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like um awesome. but, it's the it's almost the darkness before the dawn Uh, like what do they say the darkest hour is just before the dawn and it just feels like that you know Uh, so so if there's anyone out there who's in that process right now like keep going just carry on please yeah Yeah, exactly no my skin also just got really um it was never particularly itchy before but it just got really itchy and, and really flaky and it was just embarrassing I was you know flaking everywhere I used to leave work at the end of the day and there'd just be a pile of skin under my desk it's so embarrassing um (laughs) and the itch I mean the itch is quite um oh I my skin used to be really quite itchy and there's just it's 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 very stressful constantly Mm. being itchy yeah that's quite stressful in itself you know and for anyone who doesn't have psoriasis but they've had like mosquito bites or something you know it's it's incredibly incredibly stressful to have a lot of your skin be itchy mm. um, a lot of the time so yes. so um so yeah you say it took about four months to clear um and you kind of had a bit of a flare and then did it kind of dissipate completely after that or did it go away kind of gradually can you remember um so it got worse and worse and worse and then I actually had I've been doing research the whole way through and I decided that I was going to give up grains as well because I'd just done some research into into grains and it was when I gave up the grains as well um 10 days later it's like something just um flicked a switch just flicked in my body and it was 10 days later and it just complete my whole body just completely cleared and I still don't know if it was the removal of the grains or if it was literally just the longevity that it had been four and a half months by that point and it was it would have happened anyway yeah so what kind of greens did you cut out then um so brown rice I was having quite a lot of and mm-hmm. quinoa mm-hmm. um when, when you're eating so clean as well you really notice if you eat anything that affects your body sure. I'd, I'd started to notice that um if I ate legumes I had some lentils once and instantly kind of bloated and had brain fog so I noticed that I was sensitive to to legumes at that point and chickpeas as well which I now know through doing my studying is probably um, that legumes have a substance called lectin mm-hmm. on the outer surface and if I'd soaked them I probably would have been okay and in fact mm-hmm. now I always soak lentils and chickpeas before eating them so mm-hmm. yeah I, I guess I did adapt um, the Pagano book in the end to to what was suiting my own body yeah what worked for you 
And so what other things did you do, you know, during that time? I know we wanted to chat a little bit today about the kind of um, some of the chess and things mm. around gut. Because um, I, know, I know you're really passionate about this this area. So yeah. what, what kind of tests did you do and what, what kind of things did you find out from them? So back then, um, so this kind of my big Pagana healing was back in 2015. And mm-hmm. when it worked, I really, so my background is I've got a degree in human biology and psychology. So I've got this kind of scientific background. Yeah. And I really wanted to know the science behind why my body had reacted like this. So that's when I started my diploma in nutritional therapy. And during the course of, of that three years, um, we learned about functional testing um, and actually, towards the end of my studies is when I did my first, it's called a CDSA, a comprehensive digital stool analysis. Mm-hmm. And it was literally the best thing I've ever done. And I wish wow. I'd done it 10 years ago. Yeah. It, just, it gave me all of the answers to to Gosh. what was making me feel awful, to why I had the psoriasis. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just going to go into some of the details about it. Um, yeah, about please do. What, yeah. What this test kind of tells us. So the first thing it tells you is it goes into detail about your microbiome. So it's the good bacteria, the kind of medium and the bad. Mm. And if there's any imbalance between the three. Um, Mm. So mine came up that I had quite a lot of good bacteria, which was good, but also a lot of bad guys. And these bad bacteria, they give off something called endotoxins. And Mm. when you have leaky gut, which a lot of people with psoriasis, in fact, it's almost a given now that most people with psoriasis will have leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Mm -hmm. So the endotoxins from these dysbiotic or bad bacteria cross over the the wall of the intestine. Mm -hmm. And it's this wall which separates your digestive system from your blood circulation. Mm -hmm. So now but these endotoxins are now crossing over and getting into the bloodstream. Mm -hmm. And this um, initiates an immune, immune cascade because psoriasis is an immune-mediated condition. And if your um, tissues are sensitive on the skin, which is where the genetics comes in, then mm. this immune cascade shows up on the skin, and which is where the, the psoriasis comes into play. Mm. Um, and the endotoxins also make find their way into the liver, which is why the liver is quite often associated with psoriasis, because it yeah. gets o- overburdened, and that's, that's from these the toxins. So I had an overgrowth of quite a few of these dysbiotic ones. And the test also tests your own body's sensitivity to certain herbs. And it will tell mm. you which herbs will specifically, for your body, knock back those bad bacteria. So I had mm. a, two which I was um, sensitive to. So I started a protocol of, of alternating these herbs um, just to kind of knock them back. Mm-hmm. And you have to be really careful here. This, I mean, the whole thing is someone something that you'd go through with a practitioner, really, because yeah. if you go too fast, then you're just going to have a massive release of the toxins into the body and overload the liver. And it can be really quite awful. So it's, you know, it's you have to do it carefully and slowly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's the first part that the, the stool test does. It also tests for any parasites, which are surprisingly common. People don't know they've got parasites, but it's that's something else which can cause damage to the gut lining it checks for candida and there's different strains of candida and again it will test which herbs your particular strain is sensitive to mm-hmm. um, and again the toxins from the candida cross over the 
intestine lining mm-hmm. and start the immune cascade and overload the liver again. It also can tell you if you're, how your levels of digestive enzymes are. And this is a really big factor because if people have low digestive enzymes, then the food that you eat isn't being digested properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a link with psoriasis patients often have trouble digesting proteins properly yeah. in the gut. And when they're digesting the proteins, if they're not digested properly by the digestive enzymes, they're still whole when they get through to the intestine. And then these proteins can also give off another toxin called a polyamine. And these, again, can cross over and it's something else which causes the immune cascade and causes the liver to be overloaded. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's various other markers as well with this test. Um, it tells you how well you're absorbing fats. And this right. is quite often seen in psoriasis patients that fat isn't being absorbed properly. Mm-hmm. And if, if the fat's not being absorbed and the fat soluble vitamins are also not being absorbed. So that's mm-hmm. vitamins A, D, E and K, mm. all of which are really important for skin health. Yeah. Um, and vitamin D particularly, there's been a lot of research into um, people with psoriasis being low in vitamin D. And again, this can be a reason if your body isn't digesting fats properly. Mm. So it just, yeah, I had the test and all these answers came up and suddenly it's a, it's this kind of test, but don't guess. And I had a specific Mm. protocol then that was tailored to me and I knew exactly what I had to do to kind of heal this in the first place. And the fibre that, which I mentioned earlier, it's so important to eat loads of fibre because the fibre will, all those toxins will just excrete it from your body. So the fibre I think this is a lot of the reasons why we see such good results from diet. Whether you go um, vegan or paleo or whatever diet, people are increasing vegetables. Naturally high in fibre kind of sweeps through your body and just picks up all the toxins and just excretes them out of your body, which is so important because then if those toxins aren't getting through into the, you know, the blood system, then the result on the skin is less. Wow, gosh, you just you've blown my mind, Emma. <laughs> Honestly, thank you so much for sharing. I think I think that would be so so useful to people. Um, I just think you, you've just articulated it so well. Just kind of how it all works because it is it's kind of multifaceted and it's quite complex um so so yeah thank you so much for that I think I hope I hope people really get a lot from that because it's it's really really interesting and in terms of like the kind of tests so people might want to try these tests now Mm. and obviously you would kind of recommend they do that with with someone with a practitioner to kind of get the best results do you think or to kind of explore what what the information that they're getting back from it yes I think so because um it's it's almost one thing doing the test but also but to analyze the test and to find out Mm. um how how that would um sit with you and your own personal circumstances and in nutritional therapy we look at each individual as a whole and it's sometimes it's not just psoriasis people may have kind of other conditions or other parts of the puzzle to, to all fit together wow that's amazing and you you can you offer some support in this area don't you You do you now do work in this area where you've you support patients through this kind of journey yes yeah, so when I was going through my healing I remember just trying to find I just wanted someone like you said to, to speak to because yeah you kind of feel a bit alone like I wasn't sure that I was if I was doing myself more damage than good and it's a little bit scary and you find support online but I was I did really try to find somebody that I could just 
um, sit down with and just to be told that I was going down the right route and I was not doing myself any damage and just to carry mm. on doing what I was doing and I couldn't really find anyone like that which is kind of why I wanted to go into this area as well um, mm. just to yeah to help others really. Yeah well it sounds like you you'd be an amazing resource having you know with your background and your experience and um, to really mm. kind of help and support people through that if, especially you know if people are starting from scratch and if they're um if their skin's quite quite bad and quite severe and again you know a lot of people I mean I was chatting to Andy um, who wrote the psoriasis cookbook I mean he had psoriasis for 25 years before he made mm. the changes and you know there, there's still a lot of people out there who who haven't moved away from the kind of short-term remission and the you know dealing with the symptom as you say rather than the root cause and so you you are out there <laughs> if people yeah. need uh, a, a bit of support in that area. And the great thing about natural healing is it's it's not going to do any damage. So it's I almost feel like why not try it? And it's exactly. it, it is it's not always the easiest path, but it's the most rewarding. And it's yeah. the benefits that you feel on the inside as well. There's a lot of a lot of people with psoriasis have brain fog, and there's a link between leaky gut and it kind of leaky brain. The mm-hmm. blood brain barrier in the brain is often has the same kind of issues that the barrier in the intestine has, which is why. Mm-hmm these endotoxins again can sometimes get through and cause that kind of brain fog which we mm-hmm. see a lot of mm-hmm. um so when people are just kind of eating anti-inflammatory foods and just reducing the inflammation they just feel like clearer headed I don't know if you felt the same when yeah you were yeah definitely and I think I think the other thing that's important to share with people is that like the diet that you follow the diet intervention that you follow it doesn't need to be extreme um in terms of everything we chatted about there like you know adding more in you know Mm. is a bit more fruit and veg and you know fiber and you know a lot of people think oh I have to just drink green smoothies constantly and that's all I can have Mm. or um you know I need to become like vegan or vegetarian and um you know and people have cleared psoriasis um through vegan diets through through vegetarian diets but we we've probably lived experience that um you can clear with eating meat you know and fish Mm. and things like that um so I think it's just finding you know a good diet for you and that works for your lifestyle um but I think it's important for people to know that it doesn't need to be an extreme diet Um, no and and really anything that's causing you stress because that's yeah. the other thing that I haven't mentioned, but stress is such a big factor with psoriasis mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. kind of multifaceted. So it's yeah. um, partly the fact that stress can also cause this leaky gut. But also your stress hormones, your cortisol and your adrenaline mm-hmm. can initiate the same immune cascade, which mm-hmm. again shows up with the psoriasis on the skin. So sometimes mm-hmm. if you're stressing yourself out so much for for eating specific foods it can do more harm than it does good yeah and this and, can be like if you're not eating you know if you're starving yourself <laughs> yeah totally. or, if, or if you're over exercising as well you know mm. you might think god I'm really healthy I do all this exercise and I, but you know mm. if you're not sleeping well and you're exercising a lot and you're not eating right you know that yeah. can all put like um a lot of stress on the body definitely yeah it's about getting the body back into a balance really and wow that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, that that was really useful. So so for you, what what's the kind of next chapter for you then? What's your kind of vision for the future? What what do you want to do and continue doing? Can you talk a bit about that? 
So I think it's a really exciting time right now with a lot of science um, picking up the link now between psoriasis and diet and kind of lifestyle interventions. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I just really love for that to be um, passed down to orthodox medicine or for there just to be an option for for people to take that route if they choose rather than yeah. kind of only being given the one option of, of um, pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Um because it almost feels like a battle to find out this information and it's yeah it's it's not just for psoriasis it's it's over a lot of conditions and it's I guess Mm. just the way that we've evolved really with medicine Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know what what your experience is like I mean I I can remember a number of occasions actually asking like medical the kind of dermatologists or doctors or specialists that I went to see just asking them about diet and I was told categorically um, that changes to my diet would not impact my skin. Um, Now Mm. now that might have moved on a little bit now, but certainly at the time, and you know, we know we know about psoriasis, and you know, I think the World Health Organization classifies it as a non-communicatable disease now, and so we know we know about all the other elements associated with psoriasis now, and a lot of those elements are impacted by diet. Um, But yeah, I just think it's. It, it's it's very sad for me and probably you as well and anyone who's had a skin condition over a long period of time to know that it's it's not been offered as an option still mm. um and I think that will change I mean I don't know if you know the psoriasis association set out 10 research priorities last September um and diet and lifestyle intervention or diet and lifestyle and various other elements like smoking and drinking and all these was was the number one in terms of research now that's the first time it's been a priority area um, in research and previously research has been decided by either the researcher or pharmaceutical companies in in terms of what research is done so I think that's a huge step forward yeah Yeah. so I think I think you're right I think it is an exciting time hopefully now even from what I was speaking about with the the kind of the store test analysis it just feels like the science there so it's you know there's there's facts and there's evidence and it's we can see now why why this is working um and that is a budding area of research um that area into like the the human microbiota especially the gut microbiome mm. and you know that's a huge huge area of research now in lots of yeah. other conditions not just psoriasis so I think that's a, an exciting time because it is a bit of a paradigm shift in our understanding of the, the human body <laughs> and it this... means that um it goes back to that whole kind of holistic the body being a whole whereas mm. orthodox medicine traditionally has just looks at specific areas of the body but doesn't really yeah. see a association between different parts oh, it so, chops it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, exactly. there's, there's the skin bit over there and there's yeah the, go to the dermatologist yeah <laughs> um but yeah I think with the microbiome it, it shows that different parts are linked and it's the body as a whole basically cool so where um if people are interested and uh, want to to look you up where can, where can we find you yes so I'm on um Instagram and Facebook as NutriSkin and uh, my website is nutritionbyemma.co.uk and my clinic is based in Hove on the south coast but I also offer Skype calls for anyone that's like a personalised one-to-one mm. consultation and I can order the, the testing as well and the analysis which goes oh, with amazing. it. 
Brilliant. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us today. I think that has been fascinating. I've certainly learned a lot and I think uh, thank you just for articulating uh, it all so well and so clearly because I think that's really helpful for people to get a kind of better understanding of, of what's going on. So thank you so much for that. Thank you.